We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Vikings and Cowboys, arguably the best matchup of week 10. We'll debate that one. Who gets the best of that game? Both ends of the spectrum. Vikings and Cowboys guests ahead to debate the winner of a fierce Week 10 matchup in the NFL. Home and home at radio.com. Sports Original. We are brought to you by Zip Recruiter. Check them out. ZipRecruiter.com slash enter. Zip Recruiter is the smartest way to hire. I'm Dave Briggs, home in Connecticut. Ross Tucker in West Point, ready for another Army football game. Hope you did not miss our number one here on Home and Home. Pro Football Doc. Dr. David Chow joining us to weigh on a whole host of pivotal injuries from Patrick Mahomes to Tua Tugavailoa to Cam Newton to Sean Jackson. Ross Tucker, happy Friday, my friend. What was the most enlightening information the doc passed on to you? And we recommend everyone check it out on demand on radio.com. You can get insight on all of those players and their situations. Yeah, I think that there are several things. I, I thought that was amazing. I'm glad we were able to get them on. Um, for, number one, I would say for Patrick Mahomes, you know, we've discussed this, Dave, and I felt yeah. like reading what he said, I felt like you know the Chiefs, that a strong argument could be made to put Patrick Mahomes on ice for the rest of this season and to have the surgery as soon as possible because wow. of the chance of recurrence because of the chance of actually making it worse. That said, two things have changed my opinion on that a little bit, Dave. Number one, they beat the Vikings, which gives them a much better chance to actually get one of the top two seeds. My issue was, look, even if you bring them back, if you don't have one of the top two seeds, it's been seven years since a team other than one of the top two seeds went to the Super Bowl. Seven years. And you're going to have a guy come out there limping around with this big brace and think he's going to go win at Baltimore or at Houston and then at New England? And I just didn't think that was worth the risk. Two things have changed. Number one, they beat the Vikings, so they're right there to potentially get the number two seed. And number two is what Dr. Chow said, which I wrote it down, but I think he said, what, he'll be surprisingly effective. You know, I was kind of picturing, Dave, this guy with a big brace on, trying to keep his kneecap in place, just kind of sitting back there and just chucking it, as opposed to being able to be the Patrick Mahomes that we know and love. It sounds like he can be, now that they've waited the 21 days or whatever, it'll be 24 Sunday, it sounds like he can be a relatively close approximation to what he was before the injury. And if that's the case and they have a legitimate chance to get one of the top two seeds, and even if they wait till after the Super Bowl, he might be able to, he can probably be back for week one. I'm okay with it. I, I no longer think that the Chiefs are making a poor decision. 
and that they are being reckless with the franchise, I now understand it and would probably do the same thing if I were the Chiefs. That's number one. The other one, I mean, we could talk about two a lot. I don't care what he says. You're a college kid that's had to have ankle surgery two years in a row. I got major concerns there for Dylan Burns Dolphins if they end up taking Tua Tungo Vilo. He's one of the millennials, by the way, a little inside, inside info there. But the other one that's interesting, Dave, is the Trent Williams stuff where he said, look, the Redskins called for an independent investigation. And he's right. On some level, if you're the Redskins, I don't think you would put it all out there and say, hey, we are an open book. Go, go check everything. Three independent doctors. Knock yourselves out. If the Redskins are saying that, that's probably a pretty good sign that they don't feel like they did anything wrong. And it doesn't really matter, I guess, because Trent Williams has already you know, burned that bridge. He already feels like they've screwed him over in some way. But evidently, they don't think they did. And they're willing to prove it to everybody, which I think says a lot about an organization that we all like to bash all the time. Yeah, man, they won this. They won the paper bag award. The Washington Redskins is the worst organization top to bottom yesterday on Home and Home. My question to you, Ross Tucker, if you were still in the league, how might this handling of of a seven-time Pro Bowl left tackle, how might the Washington Redskins handling of Trent Williams' health and a rare form of cancer impact their standing among players who are free agents. Are you thinking twice? I mean, you already probably were because of Dan Snyder and Bruce Allen and the organization has been on the toilet for the last several years. But given what's taken place with Trent Williams over the last, well, six years, really, does it make you think twice as a free agent before even considering an offer with Washington? How far would they have to outbid the competition for you to want to go play in Washington? Yeah, well, look, I think you said it right, Dave, where they already probably were not the most desirable location. And yeah. so they already were in a situation where they probably had to overpay to get guys to go there. And I think that this will just increase that a little bit, maybe incrementally, because everybody has their price, bro. Everybody has their right. price. You know, Le'Veon Bell and C.J. Mosley didn't want to go to the Jets. You know, Le'Veon Bell had other teams he wanted to go to, like the Colts or the Eagles or others. You know, C.J. Mosley wanted to stay in Baltimore. They didn't want to go to the Jets. They know the Jets are a joke. But money talks and bullshit walks. And at the end of the day, it's a job. You're getting compensated for it. Would you rather win more football games somewhere else? Yeah. Would you rather maybe have a chance to win the Super Bowl in Philly or Indianapolis? Mm. Yeah. But you know what? How much is that worth? Winning games, is, is it worth $500,000 to you? Is it worth a million dollars? Is it worth $2 million a year to you on a five-year deal? I mean, you have to start to think about that. But I do think to your point – the Redskins already probably had to overpay to some extent. This will only serve to increase that a little bit. But I, I like the move by the Redskins, frankly, to open it up to the independent investigation. Supposedly, Trent Williams has said he doesn't want that. That's a bad look. It's a bad look for Trent Williams. You know, I've always said, Dave, if, if I was innocent of a crime that I was 
you know, uh, that people were alleging. And, or if yeah. I tested positive for a PED and I didn't do anything, I would scream that from the mountaintops. If I tested positive and it was from a supplement I took, I would sue the shit out of that supplement company, which is why when guys don't, I'm choosing not to believe them. And in this Trent Williams situation, it's very scary. Uh, I'm glad he's okay now on some level, but he is foregoing an opportunity to really make the Redskins look bad. And it has to make you wonder a little bit, like if he totally is in the right and the Redskins totally screwed him, why would he not want them to do this independent investigation? Makes you wonder a little bit. Does. And if you read Mike Jones' column on the USA Today, highly recommend it. You can check it out, USA.com. He talks to Trent Williams, who said, The Redskins smeared me in the cancer fallout. This story is clearly not over. And, and I think a lot of players will learn, uh, as you have pointed out here on this program, the hold-in is a better way to go. Trent Williams, look, he may have been screwed over and smeared and mishandled by the Redskins, but he misplayed every move this season if your goal is ultimately to make that $10 million and it doesn't look like he's going to get a dime of it unless he files a lawsuit. We talked about some college football there, including the injury to Tuga, uh, Tua Tugavailoa, the Alabama quarterback who could return for Saturday's game against LSU. Some think the Dolphins are tanking for Tua. A lot of people have come around to the best player in college football who they believe, and frankly I believe, is Chase Young at Ohio State 13 and a half sacks. He has been unstoppable on the defensive side of the ball for the Buckeyes. The breaking news this morning is that Ohio State uh, defensive end Chase Young will not play Saturday due to what they're saying is a possible NCAA issue, a rules violation from 2018 that the athletic department is looking into. So he will not play on Saturday, which is really not that big of a problem for Ohio State. They take on Maryland. Even if it's two weeks, it's not a problem. They play Rutgers after that. Now, the following two weeks, Penn State and Michigan. This is, of course, a team that is playing for a national championship. And this is, without a shadow of the doubt, the best player on their team and in minds of many, the best player in college football. Is this a bigger problem for Ohio State's national championship? Is it any problem at all for Chase Young? I can't imagine anything would prevent him from going in the top, well, top two or three picks in the NFL draft. Yeah, you're right, Dave. He will absolutely go in the top two or three picks. There's no doubt about that. And that's the beauty of this. I tweeted this, Dave, during the break at the top of the hour. Remember, we have less mm -hmm. than five minutes of breaks per hour, which is insane. Nobody else does this. You should tell all your friends and family, your enemies, that girl you dated in high school, that guy you punched in college, tell all of them about Home and Home on the radio.com sports app or radio.com slash home. Less than five minutes of commercials. Why would you listen or watch anybody else? So anyway, during the two minutes, at the, that they give us at the top of the hour, which is barely enough to pee, by the way. I tweeted at Ross Tucker NFL. He's at Dave Briggs TV. 
we are at our DC home and home that almost no matter what he did, I'm going to go out on a limb, Dave, and say it doesn't bother me. It's from last year, from 2018. I'm sure he got a free ride to the airport or, heck, even if he got some money, doesn't really bother me at all. Not at all. So I'm going to go out on a limb and say that, and I can assure you that NFL teams feel the same way. Doesn't bother them one iota. Cam Newton was the number one pick. And he got a lot of money to go to Auburn. Believe me, he did. Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, they don't care about that. They know what's going on. Um, so that doesn't bother. Now, the, the flip side is it's probably fortuitous timing that it came out now before they play Maryland. Next week they play Rutgers. Let me just say, I have a sneaky suspicion that this will all be resolved before they play Penn State. You know, he's going to miss this game. He probably will miss the Rutgers game. Oh, no. I, I You know, I, I've just seen this stuff too often. He's going to play against Penn State, and that's really what matters at this point. And so we'll see what it was. Doesn't bother his NFL stock at all. Could hurt his Heisman hopes for sure. And if he doesn't play against Penn State or in the Big Ten Championship or in the college football playoff, then yeah, that would hurt Ohio State's national championship hopes a lot. But I bet you he, I bet you whatever it is, they're like, oh yeah, it's not that big a deal. He already missed two games. Yeah, he can play against Penn State because it's the biggest game of the year and blah 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 blah. I mean, that's how, that's what's going to happen. I don't think it impacts uh, his Heisman chances. I just don't think he was going to win the Heisman the way I think he probably is the best player in college football. I think that's going to go to one of the quarterbacks and most likely right now, uh, Joe Burrow of LSU, at least if he wins this weekend against Alabama, he is looking pretty good for the Heisman trophy per the national championship conversation. That's big time. That will definitely have an impact uh, on that team's chances to win the national championship. Still probably, the number one team in college football, but he drives that defense. And and as for his NFL chances, again, pretty clear. He's going, he should go number one, but just depending on your needs, as, as low as three. And remember Nick Bosa. Nick Bosa from Ohio State played in three games last year at Ohio State before the injury. And then he sat on the shelf and said goodbye to college football. He's a number two pick. He's going to be the defensive player of the year as far as rookies and could be the defensive player of the year overall. So really will have little or no impact on that whatsoever. All right, coming up on uh, in just a bit, the dumpster fire 2019. That is between the two and seven giants and the one and seven jets at MetLife on Sunday, one o'clock. Mark your calendars. You don't want to miss that beauty. What's interesting about this game is it's the first one that Saquon Barkley's played in and you won't believe the tattoo on his dad's arm and the jersey his dad is going to wear to Sunday's game. We'll talk about that in just a sec, Ross. But first, our guy Chase Young probably needs to hire a lawyer right about now, or at least <laughs> Ohio State does for him. They should do what Codable co-founder Gretchen Hebner did. They should go there because she couldn't get a game artist for her education tech company. She knew it wouldn't be easy to find someone to grow with her team. That's why she went to ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. 
That's like the 80s, bro. It finds them for you. It's technology. Identifies people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job. So you get qualified candidates and you get them fast. Gretchen posted her job on ZipRecruiter and said she was impressed with how quickly she found qualified applicants. She also used ZipRecruiter's screening questions to filter her candidates so she could focus on the best ones. That's how Gretchen found a new game artist in less than two weeks. With results like that, it's no wonder four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. See why ZipRecruiter is effective for businesses of all sizes. Try ZipRecruiter for free at our web address, ziprecruiter.com slash enter. That's ziprecruiter.com slash E-N-T-E-R. ZipRecruiter.com slash enter. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Smartest way to break down the NBA is with Brian Scalabrini. He does that with us to start the 10 o'clock hour. The host of Scal and Pals here on the radio.com app will join us with his solution to load management. And we hope he can rename load management because we hate it. It is awful. And before we move on to the dumpster fire 2019, Ross, I just got to reflect on, I'm sitting here thinking of Maurice Claret. You remember how big a deal it was when he committed a rules infraction? And I can't remember what year it was at the moment, but is it progress to you how far we've come that you and I barely bat an eyelash that the best player in college football uh, has this suspension and we don't even care what he did? Because I'm with you. I don't care if he took $100,000 from a booster in the Columbus area. Is it progress that that was a massive, titanic, biggest story in the country, and we barely bat an eyelash at Chase Young? Well, I feel like the Claret thing was a huge news because he turned pro after his freshman year, more than whatever he got to drive the car or whatever at Ohio State. That is a fair point. And speaking of Chase Young, uh, the man that broke this story, Jeremy Birmingham joins us now, and this was a major breaking news alert on the uh, the Twitter verse here, my friend. Congratulations on the breaking news. Tell us what you know about Chase Young and the suspension, and what it's related to. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's uh, one of those stories that you don't really want to have to break, but uh, the the. The speculation kind of started earlier this week. Obviously, Ohio State playing Maryland, and Chase wasn't made available for any media. Uh, and then he wasn't at practice on Wednesday, and all of a sudden you start to put some pieces together and um, reach out to the, some, some folks and, and see what, what's what. But uh, the way it seems right now and, and confirmed by Ohio State this morning is that it's related to uh, a 2018 incident where there's some speculation that uh, – uh, an agent representing someone in the NFL or an NFL agent who um, may have provided some benefits to someone in his family. And, and that's where we are. Well, I, Jeremy, am shocked and appalled. And frankly, I think they should just shut down college football over this. Do you mean <laughs> to tell me an agent did something nice for the family of a guy that's going to be a top five pick? 
I, I never. I can't believe this. I guess I'm joking, of course, Jeremy. My question is, if it's from 2018, talk to me about the timing of this. Like, how does this come out now? And then how does Ohio State not release it until Friday? And I'm not even sure that I guess they released it just because of you guys broke it. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that the truth of the matter is that we live in a time right now where, um, you know, well, if it bleeds, it leads, and this certainly bleeds for Ohio State. Are you talking about, um, you know, the number one team in the country, a potential Heisman front runner, a defensive player as the Heisman front runner, um, and when it comes down to it, a player that um, turns people's heads and gets people talking, and there's nothing. Uh, in this day and age, in this news cycle, that should surprise people when it comes to, to players getting um, benefits of any kind. I mean, I think that there was actually rumors out of Baton Rouge that with Michael Divinity down there this week, um, that this was a similar issue for him uh, in Baton Rouge. But uh, what you hope for here is that people understand that these kids are, um, you know, doing whatever they can to get by. And in a lot of cases, it's not even the kids themselves who are the ones that are on the receiving end of these improper, and I say that with air quotes, uh, benefits. But um, there certainly has to be some sort of of way to mitigate these issues. And I I don't know how you keep kids uh, and their families away from agents who have the ability to go and do anything they want, wherever they want. Chase Young's mom has been as enjoyable to watch as Chase. For those that follow the program, she's been interviewed uh, before and after games and says that she believes Chase Young should have a sack per quarter. He's pretty close with 13 and a half. Uh, We're talking with Jeremy Birmingham from Letterman Row. Follow them at Letterman Row. They're the ones that broke this story on the suspension of Chase Young. In your estimation, what's the biggest impact here, Jeremy? Is it on the Ohio State national championship chances is there any impact on his draft stock and and if he's only out these next two weeks will it have any difference they play rutgers and maryland well i think i mean working backwards i think that the the length of the suspension obviously impacts a a lot of those questions um if he's only out for the rutgers and maryland game then you know that uh, ohio state should win those games without him uh, it certainly will derail and eliminate his Heisman uh, candidacy. Uh, will it affect his NFL draft stock? No, not at all, because the NFL um, doesn't care about stuff like this. This isn't a character issue in their mind. Um, uh, you know, in fact, I mean, obviously the NFL, like I said, we're talking about an agent uh, representing someone in the NFL. Um, that is the problem. So uh, I don't think that they care about that. I think that's part of the problem. Is they, there, there isn't a concern level there as long as the agents are getting the guys that they want to sign, uh, which I'm not even sure is the case in this instance. I think it's actually probably the reason why this news has come out because uh, I think there was some, some sour grapes from a particular agent. But, um, you know, as far as Ohio State and the national championship, it's certainly the length of the suspension dictates pretty much where things go. You're talking about the best player in the country. Um, as far as Chase Young goes, and Ohio State has a three-game stretch coming up starting on November 23rd where they're going to play three top ten teams in the country uh, in a row in in Penn State, Michigan, and whoever they end up facing in the Big Ten title game. Um, And as the prohibitive favorite in the national college football playoff rankings, uh, 
There's no way it doesn't affect it if you lose the best player in the country. You saw what Ohio State's defense was like last year in 2018, the first four games, three and a half games when they had Nick Bosa, and then the rest of the season when they didn't. Uh, it is it is almost impossible to replace a player of that caliber. Uh, and the Ohio State is as deep or and as talented as anybody in the country, especially along the defensive line. But the gap between what you get from Chase Young and what you get from other players is so uh, vast that it, there's no way to just replace it. Jeremy, don't you think, I mean, the way these things usually go, and I don't know what the impermissible benefits were and, uh, we'll find out, I'm sure. But don't you think they're going to say, okay, just the way the NCAA has worked recently with a lot of these high-profile cases, don't you think this ends up where he misses Maryland and maybe Rutgers, but then they say, okay, he had to miss two games. His mom got a jacket from this era, but he's back for Penn State. Like, I mean, I, I'm well, not asking you, but what percentage chance do you think he's back for Penn State? I guess I personally think it's pretty high. I don't think that the NCAA really wants him missing that game, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, you'd think that the, the reality here is that Ohio State and the NCAA and, all you know, the Buckeyes are obviously being proactive. And when it comes to NCAA policy, uh, a lot of times that gets you some good favor uh, if you're, you know, you're not trying to – brush things away or sweep it under the rug. Um, you know, I, it is curious with the, the name and image and likeness thing that came out, you know, the last few weeks. And there is a softening stance when it comes to these players getting money. But at the same time, you just, you don't know with the NCAA, you don't know with what else, you know, Ohio State's going to find. Obviously this, uh, this investigation is in its infancy. So you just hope uh, that, you know, what, what you see is what you get and that there's nothing else there that, um, you know, I, I know Chase pretty well. I've, I covered his recruitment from the time he was a junior in high school to now. Uh, I know that he's a, a good kid who, um, you know, works his butt off. And you just hate to see something truly special being taken away from a kid um, and, and his family because of something that he was going to be getting in six months anyway. I just, it's, you know, I, I, there has to be some sort of system in place to, to, to take into account how these things should work because I don't have any specific amount of what, you know, has actually happened here monetarily or, or whatever. But the point is Chase Young is going to get paid a lot of money in six months. And uh, it seems really bizarre because everyone knows that it's not like it's a, it's a subjective opinion. Um, there, there has to be some way to take that into consideration. And as far as whether it's paying it back or, or uh, or whether or not that lessens the uh, it, you know the, the length of a potential penalty, I, I just I don't know. It's such a complex issue that I, I really not sure how to how, how the NCAA sure. and Ohio State and everyone else should approach it. And especially uh, interesting, given where we are in the debate with the California Fair Pay to Play Act, with the NCAA at least moving a little bit on this, with 12 different states moving towards allowing players to, to benefit from their name, image, or likeness. It's a huge story nonetheless. Uh, we really appreciate the time. Jeremy Birmingham, at Letterman Row on Twitter, they broke this news about the suspension of the best player in college football. Chase Young will miss this weekend's game against Maryland. We shall see what happens next for Chase Young. But, Jeremy, really appreciate the time. Excellent stuff. No problem. Thanks, guys. 
All right, so Jeremy Birmingham at Letterman Row, the guy that broke the story on Chase Young's suspension at Ohio State as related to a rules violation in 2018. A lot more to learn about this story. Great to have that breaking news today on Home and Home here on the Radio.com app. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, back to the NFL, we go in one of the marquee matchups, really the best matchup of the weekend, Vikings, Cowboys, 5-3, and 6-3, and three. two of the leading rushers in the game, Dalvin Cook, Zeke Elliott. We'll debate who wins and why with both sides. Minneapolis Star Tribune, 105.3 The Fan in Dallas tell us who wins and why Vikings-Cowboys after a quick break. Sunday Night Football has Vikings at the Cowboys, one of the best matchups of the weekend. We'll break it down, who wins and why, with our friend Corey Majors from 105.3 The Fan in Dallas, as well as Jim Suhan, Minneapolis Star Tribune. Should be a great matchup between the running backs, Dalvin Cook and Zeke Elliott. Can't wait to watch that one, even though it might be the quarterback's that carry the day and who could forget about the dumpster fire 2019 two and seven giants one and seven jets it's the first time these two teams have met for saquon barkley they meet every four years and a really interesting note for saquon up in the stands will be his dad he is from the area but he won't be wearing a giants jersey he won't be wearing a saquon jersey nope he will be wearing a jersey that Saquon Barkley gave him. It's a Jets jersey. That's right. A Joe Namath jersey given to him by his son that matches the tattoo on his left forearm that is dedicated to the New York Jets. Ross Tucker, can you imagine playing on an NFL football field against your crosstown NFL rival? looking up to the stands to see your father wearing the jersey of your opponent? No, I, I don't think I can imagine that. I think it's important to note when I, I dig a little bit, I, I dug a little bit deeper into this story, mm -hmm. he's going to be rooting for Saquon. He, he's <laughs> rooting for his son. He loves his son. Because when I, when I first saw that, I thought it was incredibly sad. I thought the guy was an absolute clown show. It's not, he's going to, I mean, I, I still think it's bad he's wearing a Jets jersey, quite frankly, but as long as he's rooting for his son and he wants the Giants to win, I guess I'm okay with it. Maybe he's just showing his previous loyalty and or, you know, it's a fashion thing to wear the Joe Namath jersey. I don't know. Uh, but when I first saw the story, I thought, man, that's incredibly sad and pathetic. But then as long as he's rooting for Saquon, that's what matters. You know, what's interesting, Dave, I played for the Redskins and Cowboys, even mm -hmm. though I grew up a huge Eagles fan and everybody in my family, all my friends, all Eagles fans, right? And I can tell you exactly what the delineation is. When I played as a rookie for the Redskins at Philadelphia, at the vet, my parents were quiet but they were rooting for the Redskins. My wife, who was my girlfriend at the time, I made sure none of them wore any Redskins gear. That's just stupid. They didn't wear any Redskins gear. They wore plain clothes. They were, they were plain coat clothes police officers. Um, my father-in-law, that first time when I was just dating Kara, 
I don't really know who he rooted for. I don't even, I'm not <gasps> sure. My, my sister rooted for me, but all my buddies, they're like, sorry, bro, Eagles. You know what I mean? Like, so blood, my blood was like, screw the Eagles. We're, we're rooting for Ross's team. But even my like close friends, they're like, dude, we're Eagles fans. So they would watch the game. The next year, Dave, in 02, I started for the Cowboys against the Eagles. And my buddies all got together to watch the game, and like the Eagles would get a sack. They'd be like, "Yeah, <gasps> was it Ross's guy?" Because they didn't want it to be my guy. Like they didn't want me to right, screw right. up. They didn't want me to have a terrible game, but they wanted the Eagles to win. So it's kind of funny. Usually, the blood has your back, but your friends don't. I'm convinced that Saquon's dad would like his son to run for like 200 yards and three touchdowns and in the end have the Jets win the football game because it was Saquon that said his dad is rooting for the Giants. I don't believe it's Saquon's dad that acknowledges that. And, and as for the Jets tattoo on his forearm, he said when asked if he would have a Giants tattoo, he said, quote, Let's Saquon win a Super Bowl with the Giants, and then I'll think about putting a 26 and the trophy right there. So apparently Saquon has to win a Super Bowl for his dad to equal the tattoo. But I know how and this he's feels. he's a Jets fan? This guy's a Jets fan, and he's saying that Saquon needs to win a Super Bowl? Yeah, well, they, they grew up Jets fans. The whole family was Jets fans, so it's somewhat understandable. But you got to switch allegiance. The second your son gets drafted by the Giants – I'm, I'm saying you get that tattoo removed, man, and you change the jersey. You put that name of jersey agree. aside. I agree. Yeah, I mean, I think the second that happens, but I know how this feels, and let me tell you why. My high school football career was not spectacular, and that's where the talent ended for me. But I got to tell you, Ross Tucker, having now worked at CNN for a couple of years, I have an entire family of dedicated, loyal Fox News conservative TV watchers who don't root for my network. They don't watch me on TV and they acknowledge such. Should I be pissed too? Um, I think that they should watch you on TV because you're in their family and they love you and they should want to watch you on TV. And even if they are conservative and they are Republicans or whatever, you know, it really should only enhance or strengthen their argument to watch CNN to get educated on the left, on, you know, the Democrats' positions on a lot of things, and should really only strengthen their belief. So I think they should watch you. That's disappointing. The 4 to 6 a.m. thing might be the tough part there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right about that. That's the only reason... They might be off the hook, but it's still, it's harmful going back to Colorado and hearing about that. But I, I can't help but be interested in the dumpster fire 2019. Could have a lot of implications. You know, it could spell the beginning of the end for one of those coaches. It's going to be one of those games. You just, it, it's like, you can't help but look into the sun sometimes, right? Like, you know, but anyway, let's talk about the other end of the spectrum for week 10 of the NFL and probably the best matchup of the weekend. Uh, it's Sunday night football. It is Vikings at the Cowboys. Such an intriguing matchup. Two quarterbacks that we, we the jury is still out on. Two running backs. It is not. It is. 
it is arguably two of the best three running backs in the game today. Should be an outstanding game. Let's talk about it. Vikings, Cowboys, Corey Majors, 105.3, the fan in Dallas joining us. Corey, good to talk to you, man. Who wins this game and why? Uh, Cowboys win this game, and it's because their defense shows up like it has the last two games against the Eagles and against the uh, against. And I'm sorry, last week. Uh, last, who did they play last week, gentlemen? Sorry, Giants, a little early. Monday night. Giants, yeah, Monday night. and against the Giants. Oh my gosh, uh, against the Eagles and against the Giants, two division opponents, which the Cowboys play very well against division opponents. Uh, their defense shows up, and they do all the work. And the Cowboys' offense is able to benefit from it because they get better field position. They get better opportunities. The, the big question, I think, for the Cowboys is can their offense show up early? They're averaging like 4.1 points per first quarter. They're averaging four points in the first quarter, nine points in the fourth quarter. So they're setting themselves up in bad positions every single game. And it's a, it's a slow start. they got to figure out how to fix yeah, I guess, Corey, my question is, it's been kind of a roller coaster for the Cowboys this year. They start so good, then the bad, now good again. And, and ultimately, here they are at 5-3. and three. How do you feel about this team overall? Forget even just Sunday night. Do you think that this team is a legitimate Super Bowl candidate? We asked the question this week, and you know we're going to ask Jerry Jones. We have him coming up on the show right, you know, at 10:30 this morning, so we're going to have to ask him this too. Are they a good team? And uh, and you look at the rest of the league, and you kind of feel like the Cowboys don't belong based on what their record is. But obviously, you know Bill Parcells used to use the old adage of wait until Thanksgiving, and then you kind of have a better idea of what your team is. In a couple weeks, this team could be sitting there at 7-3, and and you have a lot more confidence in what they're doing. So uh, I I think that at the moment, uh, they're very shaky, and there's nothing that says this is a machine that's going to go all the way to the Super Bowl. But they have a lot of talent, and they're still trying to implement a lot of what their new offense is. Maybe that's the thing. Maybe they're just trying to find the confidence in their offense to, to really set that off. But for a fan base here in Dallas, there's not a confidence that they are a Super Bowl contender. They're just a team that kind of maybe despite coaching is getting by. Talking to Corey Majors, 105.3 The Fan in Dallas, about the big game between the Vikings and Cowboys on Sunday Night Football on NBC. The latest win came courtesy the Black Cat at MetLife Stadium, Corey. That cat has not been captured. I'm convinced Jerry Jones found a way to get that cat and bring him back to Dallas. Do you have any breaking news, any inside scoop about the whereabouts of the black cat? Actually, that's probably going to be our first question with Jerry today is, have you secured the cat? <laughs> uh, the, the uh, you know, I mean, listen, this it's a really silly joke. What an inopportune time. We're we're having a little issue with your audio. Try that again. Your first question to Jerry will be about the cat. Let's see if we can make this audio work. Yes, Jerry, have you secured the cat? That's that's exactly what we're hoping to get from him. Uh, So we got to find out uh, if if he's got it, if they brought it down to Dallas uh, so that they can have it around here. 
for as a rally cat. I mean, go back and look at the at the the St. Louis Cardinals whenever they won the World Series in 2011 against the Texas Rangers. They had Rally Squirrel, right? And then Game Six with Nelson Cruz happens, and it's a heartbreaker for all Rangers fans around here. But you know the 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 rally cat could be the thing that the Cowboys have on their side this year. Tank Lawrence had T-shirts made with the cat all over it with the Hot Boys logo chain on it. So they're they're taking that pretty seriously. I think it would be awesome if uh, for Sunday night football, out comes Tank and the entire defensive line, and they've got you know they got the cat with a little maybe a little leash or something, and they're running out on the on the field, and he's got the Hot Boys chain on him, and they're having fun with it, and that loosens them up because I think that's a big key. This team needs to be loosened up. They're they're too they're too tight early in the games. So yeah, the cat situation. I was told by uh, by one of our our fellow uh, co-hosts here. That, uh, that that cat was at the Jets game. He saw him at the Jets game on the field after that game, too. So I don't know if it's good luck or not, but maybe it is. You know, Corey, last one for me. I was on the sideline Monday night watching the Cowboys. And first of all, they could have just run the ball with Zeke every single play. They could have run outside zone. They were getting like eight yards a carry. I don't know why they didn't just keep doing that. But I thought Dak played very well. You know, with Amari Cooper and Gallup. They're getting production from Jarwin and Witten. The O-line's playing pretty darn well. You know, we know about Zeke. Defensively, Lawrence was causing havoc. Even with Van Der Esch out, Sean Lee was good. Jalen Smith on the back end, Byron Jones. Like, I guess I would just say I don't really see a hole. I, I, I don't really see any reason why they shouldn't think that they should be a Super Bowl contender. Where do you think the hole is? other than slow starts? Well, I, I think that there was, early in the season, there was a hole at the defensive tackle position, and Tyrone Crawford was injured, so he wasn't able to get out there and, and win like he typically does. Now, that, that guy was winning when he was on the field, but he wasn't on the field enough. So Malik Collins and some of the other backups that were trying to take over, they, they couldn't. They couldn't fulfill that. They couldn't get a push in the middle of the defensive line. So what did they do? The Cowboys go out and get Michael Bennett. Now, would the Cowboys have gone to get Michael Bennett had Tyrone Crawford not been injured? I don't think they would because that's not – the Cowboys seem to react to things more than they are proactive and go after things like, uh, say, a Bill Belichick does. He always looks at his team and says, we have a weakness. We need to fill it before it even becomes a weakness for us. So I think that I think that that was a real big weakness early. Maybe it's going to be a strength with what Michael Bennett can provide interior side uh but then i think if you really look at the the other thing there's concern and uh, there wouldn't have been a, a, an idea to go get jamal adams if they thought that uh jeff heath was the guy i think that they think he's good they think he's talented and they have xavier woods out there patrolling and using his instincts to go get the football but i don't think that uh, i don't think that jeff heath is the guy the cam chancellor type uh safety that Chris Richard had whenever he was in Seattle. So I think that might be an idea of what their weakness is. They're missing Leighton Vander Esch right now, but Sean Lee was phenomenal. Uh, the question's never been, can Sean Lee go out there and do it? He's the most prepared, uh, the most in instinctual player I've ever seen play the game. The question is, how long can he do it? Because he's often injured. So I don't want to rely on that for too long, but Leighton Vander Esch needs to get back out on the field, and I'm not sure it's going to happen on Sunday close with some breaking news and it's this demarcus lawrence has sold out of his black cat 
Hot Boys t-shirt. I'm just surprised Jerry Jones hasn't made a Cowboys black hat t-shirt. He profits from everything. The Ziku t-shirts were 30 bucks on Cowboys.com. Corey Majors, 105.3 The Fan in Dallas. If you're not in the Dallas area, check them out on the radio.com app. Appreciate the time, my friend. Enjoy the weekend. Absolutely, gentlemen. Have a good one. We were supposed to debate this game with our friend from the Minneapolis Star Tribune, had some audio issues. But, Ross, I like the Cowboys because of this. I'm a number guy. I'm a nerd alert guy. Cousins 1-6 against the Cowboys. Vikings 0-9-1 on the road against winning teams. I know that's not your biggest dilemma right now. That, I believe, has to do with food. Yeah, I'll just say this on the Vikings-Cowboys. I agree with you. Now, look, I think the narrative about Cousins in big games and primetime is a little overplayed. I remember last year when they played out in the L.A. Rams, the final score was a Thursday night game maybe. Final score was like 49-48. Cousins was unreal in that game. So I think that's a little bit overplayed. But it's pretty clear he doesn't play as well consistently in those games. It's in Dallas. No Adam Thielen. I don't think that's a good look. I'll take the Cowboys as well. My food dilemma is this, Dave, and I need your opinion on it, okay? So I typically, I do intermittent fasting, so I don't really eat until after the show, all right? Right after the show today, I'm at West Point. It's a Friday, which means I have production meetings with the Army coaches and some of the Army players, which is awesome, by the way, awesome. Mm -hmm. And typically... The head coach, Jeff Munkin, will get some type of food for the meeting, which may or may not be healthy. I don't know. I do know that our director, Michael Frank, who's an awesome guy, he is bringing donuts today. I've never actually contributed or brought anything, but that is changing today because I am bringing a whole box. (laughs) Of, of the greatest free. candy bar ever created. By the way, Dave, you know how I got this box, right? I do. I do. You uh, you tweeted and you got a whole shipment, but you sent none to me. Nothing to me. Appreciate dude, the sharing. Dude, they sent me. F- there's 18 bars in here. They sent me five of these, and then they sent me five of like the uh, you know like the 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 stuff you give out for Halloween, like the not miniatures, but like the, not the candy bar, but like the bite size stuff. It's awesome. Absolutely awesome. They're trying to get me fat. So here's my question. Okay. Right. Right. Um, I really don't want to just eat candy bars and donuts at this meeting. So before I get picked up to go to the meeting, do I ask uh, the runner to go to McDonald's and get me one or two sausage McMuffin with eggs, the greatest sandwich of all time. And I pay out of pocket wow. and I eat that so I don't eat as much junk at the meeting. Or do I just go to the meeting and eat the junk? Okay, well, I'm, I'm a little off kilter here because there is a better sandwich at McDonald's. It's the McGriddles. And it's not even close so you've kind of rattled me here i can't answer the question wait folks if you're ever going to mcdonald's don't listen to ross tucker don't listen to a goddamn thing he has to say here's the reason 
that the McGriddles is a far superior sandwich than the McMuffin. I, I love the English muffin. It's spectacular. But when it comes to that weird egg thing that's on the McMuffin, it's just weird. It's unnatural. It doesn't even seem like eggs. But if you get the McGriddles, you get the different egg. It, it actually seems, feels, smells, tastes more like an egg. And so it's not even close, Ross. You're really off on this one, man. Have you had what a McGriddles? Is the McGriddle? What is the McGriddle? I thought the McGriddles, like, isn't that the, like the, the bread is like syrup or something? It's pancakes. It's mini pancakes, but which is delightful, by the way, because sweet and salty is just fantastic. But the key is the egg is an entirely different deal. You're really missing out. Look, come on. I try a lot of things because you pique my curiosity. You got to at least try the McGriddles sausage egg and cheese McGriddles this morning, okay? Can you do that for me? I'll pay All you right, back. So, so... I may do that. So, the, but the bottom line is, you think I should get a sandwich rather than just the donuts yes. and the candy bar? Yeah, because I, I just don't feel like donuts are breakfast. They're like they're dessert. They're going to be perfect dessert for your breakfast sandwich. It's actually going to enhance the donut because the donut in and of itself isn't going to do it for you. Then you're going to go get something else. So the the donut will serve as a perfect dessert to your McDonald's. McGriddle sausage egg and cheese. Are we good? I, I might do this. I might have I might have her pick this up because here's the thing: even if I don't like it, I'll get rid of the pancakes. I'll just eat the meat, and that'll be enough before I have the donut and the candy bar. We have solved the world's problems today on Home and Home. And when we come back, we're gonna solve the NBA's problems. What do they do with load management? Can we find a better term? And is this an NBA problem or just a Kawhi Leonard problem? Brian Scalabrini, the host of Scal and Pals, here on Radio.com, joining us next after a real quick break. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 